Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Talk about sports. I like it. Sweet. Thanks, buddy. The weekends in the ATL are busy, and there's always plenty of sports to talk about. Radio on the weekends. And that's, that's what we're, we're going to do. do. Hell yes, we are. This is the ATL Show, keeping you up to date on all the sports in Atlanta and beyond. Sports don't stop, even on the weekends. The ATL Show with Abe Gordon is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Abe. Welcome in 92.9 The Game on a very chilly Sunday afternoon. Boy, oh boy, do we have a fun time over the next 90 minutes for you guys listening, whether you're out on the roads in your car, if you're at home listening on a smart speaker or a, 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 through the app, the Odyssey app, which we always promote. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us and stopping by. I am your host today, Abe Gordon. It is the Abe TL Show, and uh, boy... I'm a little concerned about what's about to happen here <laughs> over these next 90 minutes because uh, for the entirety, the duration of today's ABTL show, we have a voice maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't, certainly maybe a name that you are familiar with, but Jersey Mike, a.k.a. Mike Keller, is sitting in here with me. First time he's doing a show on 92.9 The Game, and I'll be honest, he didn't know where to plug his headphone in. <laughs> He didn't. I was a little concerned <laughs> if he knew what the on-off button was. Uh-huh. Uh, but Mike, welcome in. Uh, happy to have you with us. We got a lot to talk about. But first off, man, uh, first show here on ninety-two nine yes. games. Certainly, people will have known you if they've been out to the remotes. You're with Dukes and Bell. Uh, often you're with Andy and Randy. Often I know uh, you were at Gas South Arena just on Friday, and so people may see you and they may have heard your name, Jersey Mike, referenced a couple times. But uh, now they finally get to hear from you a little bit, get to uh, kind of go into the mind of of what's going on there. So uh, welcome to the show, man. And the crowd goes wild. Thank you so much, Abe, for having me. It's a it's a pleasure. And yeah, like Abe said, I've had the pleasure of working with you know you through Andy and Randy, uh, Dukes and Bell, pretty much everyone here at the station. And uh, being in the engineer position, I am fortunate enough where every time I work, I get to meet fans, you know, talk to different people, different people in all the organizations. So it's been a great uh, ride for me, and I'm happy to be with uh, here with you today on this chilly Sunday. As you said, hopefully everyone else is staying warm. You walked here. You said you almost froze your toes off. I was walking the other day. It's right, like, it was right at the coldest temperature that I would be like, "Mm, maybe I should have put long pants on because I'm still wearing shorts while walking the dog. Now, I'll have a jacket on and a beanie. Like, I'll protect what needs to be protected. 
It was getting to the point, though, where I'm like, I think my calf is tightening up. It's getting cold, man. <laughs> Has that affected it all now? Anyone that uh, listens regularly might know that Abe is quite the runner. Has this cold affected? It would for me. It's I mean, freezing. No, the I temperature not, itself is not a problem. The temperature itself, I would run. I'm having, I am having actual calf problems, so I can't run right now. So I've been doing, you know, some indoor cycling stuff like that. But no, yeah, don't hurt like, yourself. If yeah. I was trying to run, like the cold doesn't bother me. I, I, I'll go out in shorts. I always think like, once you get a mile, a mile a quarter into a cold run, like you're fine. Your body should be warm at that point. Yeah, that's true. So, so I, I'm good for you get, that. You get the blood moving. Does the dog Speak, come with you? Yeah, she'll run in the cold. She don't care. Yeah, she she, she's a savage. She, she's <laughs> out there. She loves it. Uh, for those who don't know, I do have a, a husky uh, chipper who, who does enjoy Adorable herself. A cold dog. little environment. Uh, speaking of the cold, real quick, you were in a cold environment Friday night. Yes. Uh, you were at Gas South Arena for the Gladiators. Yes, I got to give a huge shout-out to everyone there at Gas South Arena. Um it was our first time out there uh, with Dukes and Bell and everyone at the facility um, from the day before when I went with our other engineer, Gordon, to do a site check. I mean, they couldn't have been more accommodating, more, you know, just willing to help us in any way we needed. Then when we actually did the show, um, you know, we had fans coming up to us and it was just a great experience. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the Gladiators couldn't pull out a win. But uh, next time that we're up there, I think we definitely want to, you know, stick around for the game because it's a great environment. All those fans. And I think it's a big thing in, you know, kind of most minor league sports. Those fan bases are legit. They are ride or die for their team. So you always have a good time because everyone there is having – it just makes it easier to have a good time. And it's also a proof of life for the potential of an NHL team. Yeah, definitely. The fan base there and kind of getting involved there. And about the time you were leaving the Gladiators, when I was heading out to Crown Sports Bar, the Atlanta Hawks watch party – uh, on Friday night, Andy I heard Bunker. it got wild. It, we had some fun, it, you know, nothing. Too yes soon. or no. <laughs> no? It got wild after I left and went elsewhere to continue, but we kept it pretty professional there. But the Hawks did get uh, a big win there on Friday night. We're going to talk about the Hawks in just a moment. Let us set the stage here. We're going to get into this Falcons discussion uh, a little bit more next segment. Uh, we want to run through a couple of other things first, but. You know, it's a situation where the the interviews, the requested interviews, the virtual interviews, uh, the, it, the the process is rolling on. So definitely, uh, I was told it was over. I was told it was a done deal, and it was only a matter of time. And now we're finding out that may not quite be the case, Mike. I know uh, we've saved a lot of your thoughts for next segment, but uh, we will find out in about ten minutes, sir. Or, or what time is it? One of five. So fifteen minutes or so. What your thoughts are on Bill Belichick. Uh, what your thoughts on are some of the other candidates and, and exactly what uh, this process is turning out to become. We're going to get into the Falcons coaching discussion as well. A- again, we're taking you right up to 2.30. We're going to hand things off to the NFL, a doubleheader uh, coming your way in the divisional round. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Detroit Lions, the NFC, that's your first game. Uh, then it switches to a game, my goodness, um, we're all waiting for it. We're all, we're all waiting to see what goes down in the night game, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes' first ever road game in the playoffs. And it's a, a matchup, a meeting with none other than uh, Josh Allen and, and the Buffalo Bills. We're going to break those games down at the back end of the hour. To start next hour, we are going to go outside the perimeter, maybe a little bit more NFL discussion. But we've got a couple other stories 
Uh, we're going to bounce around there uh, as well. But le- let's get into the Hawks real quick, Mike, because yeah. it-, it was a situation. You know, so I go to the Hawks watch party, right? Yeah. And I sit down, and they've got the 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 the, the flight crew there, the dance team. Uh, a couple, oh, I didn't a couple know of that. Members, That's cool. Not the whole squad, but, like, you know, it's a road game, so they're not doing anything. Uh, so a couple of members uh, come up to me and or, or, or are there, mm-hmm. and, and, we you know, we say hello. You know, I, I – I was at the last Hawks watch party that Bunker was at, so you know we might recognize them. Whatever. Did you pick up any moves from some of them? No, did not. <laughs> uh, that's a different story. I'm sure we'll let Randy tell that one tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, but you know they're they're asking how you doing. What do you think's going to happen? I'm like, man, like they, so they've already won two games, right? Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, it, they haven't won. Like, when was the last time the Hawks won three in a row? And that's what I'm thinking Friday night as we go into that game. We know Trey Young is already out for that game on Friday night. We'll get more into the trade because there was some news that came over just under an hour yep. ago yeah. in Big regards news. to him. So we'll, we'll get to that here in just a moment. But, yeah, I, I mean, they, they do go and close things out on Friday night. DeJounte Murray, a day after hitting a game-winning floater, uh, comes up with a big uh, three-point bucket late, under five seconds. I almost tried to, uh, like, Elias Sports Bureau it, by the way. <laughs> I was like, when was the last time a player had two game-winning shots, both under five seconds, on back-to-back games? You but, put it out there in the lexicon, uh, yeah, I, I, and it like just that, Someone else has got to look down. I'm too lazy to figure that out. But they do get three wins in a row, Mike. Uh, they hit the back-to-back uh, against Cleveland here last night, and it didn't go so well. Um, yeah, not not great, but but if you can kind of encapsulate the last four games, you get the three big wins and then the loss yesterday. But things had kind of been trending up for the Hawks in a way that maybe we hadn't seen right as we were kind of peaking on break it all down. Let's trade everyone, blah, 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 blah. And then lo and behold, they put on a th- the first three game win streak in what feels like I know not the season, but it felt like that mm-hmm. at times. But uh, it, something changed for the Hawks. And then obviously they lost it. Maybe that's part of the back to back. But they they had been playing better. They had been looking better for at least that three game stretch. Yeah, I mean for those three games, and I mean clapping and hats off to Dejounte Murray. I don't know if he switched up his diet or something that he's doing. But if you just came in to all this, you would think he's the guy. And that's such an odd thing too, because I feel like a lot of what you said, like. Oh, break it all down, get rid of so many people. He's a lot of times at the center of these, you know, trade talks. Is he someone that's going to go? Well, he was the big piece that was supposed to make this experiment work, right? It was supposed to be, let's bring in another all-star alongside Trey and let them grow together. And obviously, for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out. Uh, DeJounte first, and I'm not the first one to say this, he, he is a guy that needs the ball in his hands. Yeah. to be at his best. Obviously, when you have Trey Young, the ball's not going to be in his hands. And so they thought maybe that they could find a way to to take advantage and maximize his potential off ball. The defense, obviously, was we were a little misled on that. And mm-hmm. then not having the ball, it, it just didn't work out. I, I don't think that makes – and this is the point that you're bringing up that we've seen the last three, four games. DeJounte is still a heck of a player. Yeah. Just because it didn't work out here with Trey Young, and I do think – he probably needs to go ahead and be traded. I think just a change of scenery is going to be good for him. He's a heck of a player. No one's arguing that he's a bum. It just didn't work with these two in this moment. Yeah, I mean, you got two – like, it's like opposite ends of the magnet. Both work, but not together, you know? 
And Did you plan that? That's a good one. I didn't plan. Did that you? was off the cuff. So here's the thing about radio that I'm not sure people realize. Sometimes you just go into a sentence not really sure. You kind of have an idea of where you want to go. But, like, analogies and comparisons are the one part of this job where I'm like, man, that was pretty good. I should write that down. <laughs> and, like, you don't think of them. They're not pre-planned. The magnet one's pretty good. That's a good one. Well, if you can put that in your Rolodex of uh, analogies, I gift that one to you for being such a gracious host. I mean, to even me. if you didn't, I'd have just stolen it. What's the difference? Okay, I was I was trying to be a little more cordial about it, but do you, Abe? <laughs> but nah, yeah, like I was saying, I think, like you said, two all stars. You're just it, it's a battle of. And I feel like the players feel it, too. They definitely know that that's the situation. If I was one of them, there's still a part of me that wants to be the best, the better of the two, the one that gets more playing there time. There are very few players in this league, especially at the star level, who are comfortable being a number two. Yeah, And, a, a and I don't think there's a problem with, with that being the mindset. Um, certainly not. I mean, it's one thing to be a number two for LeBron. The way like Anthony Davis has been in the past, although a lot of people would argue he'd been the one, uh, in, or, or even like a Devin Booker, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know what's going on there, or or who whoever you want it to be, Jamal Murray to Jokic. Well, it doesn't matter who Tyrese Maxey to Joel Embiid. It doesn't matter, but like the idea of of knowing that you can do more and then not having that be your role, not not maximizing that, it, it can become an issue. I don't think it's an issue between them personally, though. I think no, I it is think a so situation either. on the floor where where it just isn't producing the way people thought it might. And for for that to be an experiment with a contract involved, it's probably time to end that experiment. Yeah, and I mean, I think that really is the key word, experiment. You know, they just found another way not to make a light bulb. Like, Edison, like you know, it's you can try as many things as you want, but how many times do you repeat it until you say, okay, well, Let's. here's the thing: is you're going to have to repeat it a couple more times because we got the news earlier today that Trey Young is yeah. in the NBA's <laughs> concussion protocol. So it looks like he's going to be getting a bit more time to yeah. shine so, out there. Which, and look, and while he's hot, I mean, let him. He's been doing good. I don't have a problem with him. If anything, in for he's a bit. starting to maximize his trade potential. I was thinking about this the other day. How much? I, I don't know the pieces that would be involved and how it works, but I really would love to see him with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like if you pair him with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I, I just I would like to see that's quite the trio. how good he is because it's been a while since the NBA like kind of went to the idea of a big three. Like there was that long stretch where mm-hmm. everyone had to have a big three. It's kind of slid more into like a two person thing. Uh, I don't know. You get Dejounte there with with Bron and AD. You kind of slide back into that big three ideal. Um, it takes some pressure off of him defensively. It obviously gets the ball back in his hands, but who knows what would have to come back. I, I, I haven't even tried to, like, NBA trade machine this thing. I was just thinking, like, of all the teams I would I would like to see him at, the Lakers do make sense just based on the offense they're trying to run and what he could bring in. Uh, there's not always a ton of fits for a guy like DeJounte Murray, but as we said, Trey Young is in concussion protocol. It is going to be a little while um, I, you know, yeah, that's all different. Two Everyone, games, three games. It could be two weeks, three weeks. I mean, who that's knows? That's the thing with protocol. You don't know. Every case is complete. Like, I was trying to do some research on it when it came in, but I was like, well, I don't know what happened. Well, we'll so spin you can't it, even, yeah. Yeah, we'll spin it forward this way. I would imagine Trey is out for the road trip. That's just my guess. Oh, now, to Cali? It, yeah, it is sure. a short road trip. It is a two-game West Coast swing. 
You're playing Sacramento tomorrow night, Golden State on Wednesday night. So uh, I would be surprised if he is with the team for either of those games, but we will certainly keep an eye and uh, and keep everyone updated anytime we hear something. Probably won't be during the ATL show today (laughs) that the Hawks make an announcement, but certainly we'll uh, keep an eye out for that across the 92.9 The Game, all shows moving forward. All right, Mike, when we come back, I've thrown out a lot of my thoughts about Bill Belichick uh, over the past 72 hours, a couple new ones have developed, as always. But I want to hear what you're thinking in regards to the potential new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons and also how the head coach shirts has changed a little bit over the past 36 to 72 hours as well because we were told it was a done deal. Now maybe not so much. We're going to dive into the Atlanta Falcon head coach search. It is the ATL Show live from the Key Studios. Abe Gordon here, Mike Keller there. We got Don with us also. And we're coming back in about four minutes. Bill Belichick. Is it happening or not? We'll find out together. 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What the hell is going on? It's keeping you up to date all weekend long. It's the ATL with Abe Gordon. Let's do this on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Touch it, bring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop formatic. Touch it, bring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop formatic. Welcome back in. It is the ATL Show live from the Kia Studios here. We got Dom running things, hitting the music, hitting the bumps. We also got Jersey Mike, Mike Keller, whoop, whoop. hanging out with us here as well. Now, 
when I texted Mike, when I first found out he was going to be doing the show with me, I said, all right, what do you want to talk about? And you pretty much just said Bill Belichick. Now, this was this was big news. This was at the start of uh, last week, I guess, and just kind of brainstorming some general ideas. A lot has changed in in this storyline in regards to Bill Belichick. At first, we only had one interview. We didn't know exactly who it was with, whatever. Some news has come out. Obviously, the first interview was a sit-down with just Arthur Blank. The second one has now been a a lot more people involved, including Rich McKay and Mike Fontenot uh, and some other members of the uh, leadership or front office, whatever you want to call it there. Uh, But that's not it. We've also got a situation where the interviews are continuing. They've got... Uh, they've had virtual interviews with Aaron Glenn, uh, Raheem Morris, uh, Joe Brady even uh, caught one, uh, Jim Harbaugh and Mike Vrabel. Jim Harbaugh, there's plans for a second interview with him, uh, and they're, uh, the brass is hoping to get in touch with Mike Vrabel. I'm sure they got in touch with him, but actually talk with him Put uh, in an official capacity uh, with Mike Vrabel uh, as well. So, so let's just start here because we'll get to the next steps in a moment, but for you, Mike, and I, look, I've shared my thoughts on Bill Belichick, why I would or would not be okay with him. Uh, he's certainly not my first choice. Uh, there, There's some limitations to the amount of power I would like him to have. But if he's coming here just to coach the team, depending on who his quarterback, I mean, there's all this stuff. But let, let's get to your thoughts in general. Um, are you a fan of the potential of Bill Belichick coming to the Atlanta Falcons as head coach? The way I feel about it is, first of all, It's so weird for me. I'm only 26 years old. So, I mean, growing up, uh, like, that was my childhood. And, you know, I'm originally, I'm Jersey Mike. I'm from South Jersey. Grew up a Philly fan. Seeing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick together, that was like seeing the Grim Reaper at your door. Like, they were just unstoppable, it felt like. And it feels so strange now to have the opportunity to have Bill uh, Belichick coach the Falcons and not really want him that much. Because, you know, all through my life, it was, you know, oh, my God, how lucky would anyone be to even be, you know, near him in football capacity? Because it seemed like, you know, everything he touches just turned to gold. Now, you know, years later, we know that that might not necessarily be the case and, I'm personally in the opinion, I don't know if he's the right fit for Atlanta. I think, you know, this to me seems like a move that it seems like a move that's being made for the reasons that I just listed. He was a great coach. He did all these great things. It's like, okay, well, it's 2023. We're not talking about Bill Belichick from any other year. We're not even talking about him from yesterday. We're talking about Bill Belichick today and what he's been doing recently. And clearly what has been happening recently is lackluster. I mean, they're picking third overall, which is worse than where you're picking. Uh, And it's a situation. The other thing here, Mike, that is really, I don't know if bothersome is the right word. It's curious. It makes me raise an eyebrow, but we're being thrust into this, he's the greatest coach of all time stuff. Like, why wouldn't Falcons fans want him? Why is no other team interested in this guy? Like, why That's, is no yeah. one else interviewing Bill Belichick? That, that to me, something's going on there. I, I don't know what. May, maybe he's told them Atlanta's the gig and, and that's what I'm focusing on. I don't know, but... Um, 
for people to be frustrated that Falcons fans are not just like widely accepting a Bill Belichick, for us to sit here knowing that that is our potentially our top candidate and no one else wants him, like you, like Puts you in that a weird bothers spot. me. Yeah, and like like you said, every other coach that they've talked to him mentioned Joe Brady, Raheem Morris, Mike Vrabel, Aaron Glenn, all these guys. They're all talking to multiple teams, pretty much. They've all had interviews with mo- – it's not just the Falcons. So what happened on that that plane, that plane ride, you know? But okay. it wasn't even just after the first interview or whatever. Like, even leading up to the Falcons uh, announcing they completed an interview with Bill Belichick, like, there was no one interested. Like, like at least with Harbaugh, and, and to my knowledge, only two teams have spoken with Jim Harbaugh, the Chargers – in the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know if the Chargers had a second interview, but the Falcons are trying to set one up. Maybe it's already, in, you know, either in planned or who knows, it could be happening as we speak. Yeah. I have no idea. But but at least there was interest from another. Now, I think Harbaugh is slightly different because I personally still think he wants to go back to Michigan. Um, but he's waiting on some contract stuff, and we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, Bobby Slowick uh, at Houston talking to a bunch of teams. Yeah. Ben Johnson in, in Detroit. Talking to a bunch of teams. You mentioned Raheem Morris, we already know, is talking to a bunch of teams. Mike Vrabel's been, at least if they haven't done an interview, there have been interested parties who want to get in touch with guys like Mike Vrabel and others. I haven't seen that from Belichick, and that that part is puzzling. It, it almost makes me feel like it's a sucker's move to go after him, and, we're the, and I do not believe that Arthur Blake is a sucker. Um but in this situation, it feels that way. It, it yeah, like just, what don't we know? Right. Or is there some the, aspect of Arthur Blank's whatever, desire to do whatever that's blinding him from the fact that no one else is interested in this guy? Because why wouldn't you just have the kind of, like, if, he, if Bill Belichick still really wants to coach and, you know, do his thing, why wouldn't you just have – you're not li- even if you're not interested elsewhere. Job. You would yeah. take other interviews to boost your bargaining price. You, you would have power in the yes. negotiations to say, "Look, the, you're not going to give me whatever this and this and that. I, I got this other offer that maybe they will. I'll, you know, well, I'll be in touch. I guess I'll let you know." But that's not happening. It, it, it appears that it's just uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, with that said, Mike. We're in a situation Thursday and Friday when we learned about the second interview with Bill Belichick. Almost every show, uh, starting with the morning shift, certainly the steakhouse, it was Mark Zeno filling in. He was pretty adamant and, and defined on where he stood. Uh, Andy and Randy, you were with Dukes and Bell. Personally, yep. you would have heard their show. Every single show sat here on Friday and said, looks like it's a done deal. Just a matter of time. They got to do the Rooney Rule requirements. That'll take place Monday or Tuesday, and we'll find out. Now we get some reports that they are interested in talking with Harbaugh a second time. They are going to talk with Bobby Slowick. They are trying to set stuff up with Mike Vrabel. And then earlier today, Adam Schefter says that a source tells him that the search is wide open. Now I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Doesn't I, it, feel it, like it, it doesn't. Now I don't tunnel vision. I don't claim to be an insider. I, I'm not necessarily looking to be an insider. It'd be awesome, by the way, to say that I had sources, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> That's the best thing about sources. You can always just say it. You don't have to reveal yeah, them. <laughs> just make up some stuff. Undisclosed sources. It, do you believe that this search is still open, or, or, or are you kind of affected by so much of what happened at the end of last week 
that you still think it's just going to be Belichick and we're all making it more complicated than that? Uh, I, I hope the search is still open, personally. Um, and it's still hard. I mean, that's the thing. It seemed like Belichick was just the number one target, and then in these last few days, like seven more names have just popped up out of nowhere. And there's now there's I just some picks I want to read behind. Really like. I want to read between the lines of what you just said, because I'm not going to repeat it exactly. I'm going to paraphrase it at least as close as I can get it. It sounds like what you just said was they had a second interview and maybe they're more interested in other candidates now. It sounds like there is a possibility in that interview something was said either from us towards Bill or from Belichick to us that doesn't jive. Maybe we weren't willing, we we being the Falcons overall franchise, Arthur Blank, Rich McKay, Fontenot, maybe we were not willing to give him the power that he desires in a job. Or on the flip side, maybe he said something about quarterback ideas or future draft picks or whatever that doesn't gel with the brain trust here. So I start to wonder if they opened it back up because they maybe are out on Belichick. I mean, fingers crossed. I, well, my, I know. <laughs> fingers crossed, in my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. You're not – when you hire the head coach, a different head coach, so many – every aspect of the team changes around that in some way, big or small. So even though Bill Belichick, like I said, is Bill Belichick, he's a great co- – he was a great coach, still is. He's a Hall of Fame-level coach. But is that what the Falcons team needs? Because I know, you know, and it's great for them to have a big name like that come in and really just put the Falcons in the lexicon of football because it's one thing to be bad. It's worse to be bad and irrelevant and just not even thought It depends of. how bad you are because if you're yeah, really if you're like bad, Jets, you start then, to become relevant again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like when like, you can see it with the Jets. I mean – they all of a sudden, everyone knows who they are. They're not even that bad, though. I'm talking just about, like, history, like, when I was like, in Cleveland, they were bad. Like, that was the Johnny Manziel era. Like, if you're so bad that there's always a storyline, it's great. Yeah, because, like, like, like I this said, year you're not was, irrelevant. Yeah. And that's really what you don't want to be. And I feel like that would at least be a pro of Belichick coming here, is you would at least just get more eyes on Atlanta, maybe get more interest in Atlanta from people who – didn't really have it in their wheelhouse, so I think that would be a good move. But does he gel with what the team needs, and does he have the longevity to build a championship team with what's yeah. here and what they're going to bring in? So we're gonna we're gonna put a pause on this conversation until the other side of the break because uh, I do want to ask you and continue to ask you about what Bill Belichick would mean for the Atlanta Falcons in terms of the quarterback decision because there were some comments made. Uh, late last week in regards to, uh, I don't know, just like a certain quarterback that might be a free agent that's kind of largely viewed as like the top prize, uh, the quarterback free agency, and, and, and his interest in playing with Bill Belichick. So uh, on the other side of the break here, uh, we are going to ask you uh, about a, a, a guy that maybe would come here because Belichick is here. Uh, how might that impact fans' an approval? Duo approval of Belichick being hired. Uh, And then also I want to ask you about that timeline. I got a couple questions for you in regards to how close the Falcons really are because if we're only dealing with a couple of years, 
Is that even a feasible possibility? We're going to get into all that. We're also going to talk about the NFL playoffs. We got two games coming your way today. We already saw two yesterday. Uh, a couple of surprises going on in those games, too. So we'll, we got a lot to cover here. Just under an hour left before we hit things off the NFL. It is the APTL Show. I'm your host, Dave Gordon. I got Mike Keller with me as well. We are coming back live from the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One, two, three. Are you ready? Give it up for my friend. Back to more of the Abe TL Show. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back, 929 The Game. It is the ABTL Show, live from the Kia Studios here on a Sunday afternoon. About an hour and 20 away from kickoff uh, and about 50 minutes away from the pregame show, NFL Doubleheader Playoffs. We're going to talk about what we saw yesterday and what we uh, potentially hope, uh, hope to see, predict to see today in just a little bit. But I am here with Mike Keller. You may know him as Jersey Mike, our uh, outstanding, extraordinary engineer who does some of the remotes with us thank you uh absolutely man and uh certainly uh i guess i now we met your parents would would you like to say hello are they listening mom and dad so i know they're actually driving uh home from south carolina right now all is well doing good love you both yeah my parents they um since i've started doing the work with you guys they have really tapped into the 92.9 game culture the, the old p1er if we hire one person from every family in Atlanta, we'll have number one ratings. That's, oh, easily. That's be a long employee list, but you know if that, that's if that's what it takes, man. Uh, it's, it's we're on the path. It's really bleeding in. Uh, when I was working with Dukes and Bell on Friday, you know they were obviously talking about Belichick. I just start getting texts from my mom, like you know I really think they should go with him. Like, do you? <laughs> I don't remember you ever watching football. Where are these takes coming from? Now, I get that from my mom as well. She texted me the other night. Love you, mom. <laughs> something about, like, they're interviewing Harbaugh a second time. I'm like, yeah, I know. I found out, like, 40 minutes ago. Like, mom, do you, you know think his you're breaking news name? to me? What are we doing over here? <laughs> Come on. They're just helping us, Abe. They, I know, of course. They, of course. they love us. Uh, all right. So, let's get into this, then. Let, let's continue this discussion. Um, there's a lot of thought that... With Bill Belichick comes the desire and need to win immediately. We're, we're going to get to that specifically in just a moment. But but some of the 
I don't know if it was unexpected, but but something that maybe caught people off guard was was Kirk Cousins was doing an interview with CBS Sports uh, at the back end of last week. Yes. Um, Kirk's got some ties to Atlanta. We're going to get into that in just a moment as well. But he had some interesting thoughts about the potential of going where Bill Belichick goes. Yeah, great respect for him as a coach, like everyone else in pro football. I mean, if you go to that many Super Bowls, win that many Super Bowls, go to that many conference championship games, have the defensive production that he's had for years and years, it says it all. I'm not going to turn down an opportunity to play with a you know future Hall of Fame coach, but uh, we'll have to see where March leads. It's just a lot of unknowns right now. Now, a couple of things there, because that was an edited version of the interview. He was directly asked about going to play with Bill Belichick. So it's not like he just like out of the blue was like, hey, man, Bill Belichick wants me. I'll go wherever he is. No, it's not. It's a little bit more direct in there. Look, what is he supposed to say when he's asked about the potential of going to play under Bill Belichick? I don't think it's a world where he could say, nope, not interested, not in a million years. Yeah. He can't say that. So he's <laughs> always going to say. He's always going to say, I would, you know, we'll see, we'll see where, what happens. I personally don't think that he comes uh, uh, to free agency. I, I think they are going to re-up with him in Minnesota. Now, he did make some comments about uh, this point in his life, in his career, it not being all about the money, that, that, that there are other aspects he would consider. The premise of a hometown discount. But he didn't say what hometown. And he does have a lot of ties here. His in, wife in is Atlanta. from here, right? She went to UGA. Uh, I I believe they got married uh, maybe in Roswell. I think that his wife's parents are in Alpharetta or something like that. That's so a, there are ties <laughs> to the Atlanta area. He might be coming back. He might. Be and coming. so when I say the term hometown discount, maybe hometown for him is Atlanta. And so there is the potential of that. So let's start here. Before we get into the long-term look at this, does the prospect of Bill Belichick as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons get more attractive if it would deliver you Kirk Cousins in free agency? Yes, but then I really feel like we're pigeonholed into we have to win as fast as possible. Because he's like 30. All right, so let's spin that out. Because that, that's where we're go we're headed in this discussion anyways. Isn't that the timeline for Belichick, no matter who the quarterback is? You're dealing yeah, with, I, I mean, like, I asked this to Andy Bunker. I'll ask it to you. What is the best case scenario for Bill Belichick? And I'm not talking about wins or anything like that. In terms of a timeline, he's 71 now. He'll be 72 by the time we get to uh, training camp. What is the best case scenario for duration of his stay in Atlanta if he's hired here? In my opinion, like I think mostly it's going to be the exposure and what having Bill Belichick here attracts because it's it is still Bill uh, Bill Belichick. He is still a just a wealth of knowledge. The amount that you could learn from him as well. I mean specifically for you. Know, I mean specifically years that he would potentially coach here. Like what's the longest time you could see that? Three, four. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, like. I'm also not in the school of thought. Yes, he's 71, 72. He is getting older. I personally don't think it's – I don't think he's going to pull a Mitch McConnell on the sideline. Like, I don't think he's just a, you know, like a corpse out there. I think, you know, he's still a got a great football mind. But, you know, he is older. You know, how much more stress in life do you want? You know, so I think he wants to 
go somewhere that he could make a bang. Not like the Falcons to me, you got to work a lot. This isn't a two, three year team necessarily. Well, you got so to get the to the question, playoffs. Like, right. That's the question is how close is this team? And I don't, I'll be honest, I don't care about winning the NFC South right now. Like, if we're bringing in Bill Belichick, it's not because we're winning the NFC South three of the four years he's here. You need to do better. Yeah. If you're bringing in Bill Belichick, it is, for a multitude of reasons, a fast-forward button to the Super Bowl. And you fast-forward your team in two ways. One of them being the quarterback. Like, like there are no shortcuts to building a successful football team. The closest thing you could come to a shortcut is getting the quarterback position solved. I think we've seen yeah. that. There's a lot of scenarios. Look at the Texans, right? Yeah, like, like definitely. It, as much as it is about D'Amico Ryans, as much as it is about that defense, the fact that they hit on C.J. Stroud, it fast-forwards them to the point where they just won the division. They are now expected to be division favorites moving forward. Now, you're going to have a, a, a division potentially with Anthony Richardson healthy, and who knows what the Colts can be. You're going to have division with with Trevor Lawrence, despite the letdown this year. Who knows what they can be? It's not going to be an easy division, but the the Texans have fast forwarded to the point where they are among the division favorites yeah, in a though. in a solid division, not just because someone has to win it by default. So, the question is: Are you a quarterback away under Bill Belichick? from winning a Super Bowl. And I'm not sure it's that simple. And I also, for me personally, my issue is the timeline thing. Like, what happens if you try and fast-forward it, if you try and take some shortcuts, and you don't end up with a title? Let's say we do bring in Kirk Cousins for three years. He partners up with Bill Belichick for three years. You don't win a title. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking yeah. about the NFC mm-hmm. South. I'm talking about a Super Bowl. What happens after that? Because Cousins is gone, you probably didn't draft a first-round quarterback. Either, no, no, but know? just by age, yeah. Cousins is only going to play three or four years, too. Um, you don't have a quarterback because you wouldn't have drafted one in the first round because you're trying to win now. You're not going to have a head coach. So we're going to be doing this whole spinner rooney on, on the coaching carousel again, and there's no path forward. That's my concern uh, about the idea of partnering Belichick with, with a veteran like Kirk Cousins. Now – you're just against you're so up against the clock with that and ultimately just, it could pay off. Like you it ultimately it's a lot of shortcuts. Now I don't think you're one year away. Like I don't think you could bring in Belichick and Cousins and win the Super Bowl in twenty twenty four. I don't think you're that far off though. And if you're able to retain your first round pick and and do some damage there, I just I don't think you could win it next year. If you have Cousins and Belichick, though, I think if we're looking at a two- to three-year window, years two and three, you could. I mean, the Falcons, they are kind of stacked with weapons that yeah. this season seem to be a little untapped. I mean, Bijan well, that's, that's this a, season. It's, it's a coaching thing, but that's a quarterback thing as well. Yeah, and I mean, I think. And, and, and what, in this, in look, you have all the talent you just said. I just came out with you, well, it's a coaching thing, it's a quarterback thing. All right, so what did we just discuss the last 30 minutes? Replacing the coach and replacing the quarterback. Like, this is a plan that is foreseeable, it is realistic, and it would take you to a different level of competition. 100%. And like I said, I think maybe that confidence boost even for the Falcons would do them good with all the young guys that they have who hadn't been – 
in that situation before. You know, play with someone like Kirk Cousins, people like Bill Belichick, even though Kirk, unfortunately, hasn't had the greatest success in the postseason. He's still, you know, a, a vet, basically. He's played with so many great uh, players, played against so many great players, and I think that's something that a lot of these young guys having, you know, I'm lucky enough to have been in the situation where I've got to meet a lot of them, talk to them, get their kind of point of view. They want to learn as much as they can, and they want to play, damn it. Like, they want to get out there and play hard-nosed football. And I think, I mean, personally, I'm in the school of thought just to totally throw it out there, I think I like a younger coach for the Falcons. I'll, think- t- I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. When you step up to the plate looking to hit home runs, you're going to strike out more often than not. Will you make contact every once in a while and send one flying? Sure. But more often than not, home- it-, it-, it works in reverse, right, on the yeah. baseball. You don't try to hit home runs. Home runs come as you try and make good contact. T- to me, looking to hit a home run – means you're going to overswing and you're going to strike out more often than you should be. That's the concern about hiring a Belichick. You're looking to hit a home run. You're looking to win a championship. But if you fall short of that, where's, where, where's the franchise it's left? It's a far fall down And, and this well. is where you get into the idea of trying to skip steps, trying to take shortcuts through the head coach and through the quarterback. And if you still don't achieve ultimately what the end goal was, now you have to go way back to step one. And so I'm with you, the idea of a young quarterback and a young coach. You're not skipping steps. Will it take a little bit more time to develop into a championship contender? Potentially. Potentially. But on the back end of it, it's a larger window. If you fall short of your goal, it isn't a reboot. You can still you continue to build. Yeah. And, and so, th- look, I- I've said it. I-, I think we've all talked about it. If you bring in Bill Belichick and he wins you a Super Bowl, no one's going to care. No one's going to care that you're restarting in three years, that you don't have a quarterback in the future. Like, that's all irrelevant. Yeah. It's tough to win a Super Bowl. We've seen really good players, really good coaches fail to do so in the past couple of years. Um, Or, or, I mean, whatever. Whatever era you want it to be. Um, There are a lot of guys that that never got one. And, And the idea of trying to find a loophole into it concerns me. And, I mean, I can tell you from having been here the time that I've been here, I'm I'm also lucky that I get to work with the fans as much as I do, and I can tell you that the fans, and I'm sure everyone else, I'm sure Arthur Blank, they are thirsty so for a Super Bowl. that's the but, other problem. That, that That's the other problem like, is Arthur have, Blank's timeline. They got that Lombardi and binoculars, and they're not looking at anything else, and I think that's a dangerous game to play because obviously a Super Bowl is amazing. It's the best feeling as a fan of... Wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know, man. I do. It's great. It's I, happened I, to me twice. I'm holding on to my one my one Eagles in there. It's part, of cool... the, part of the concern is that Arthur Blank might be looking to take shortcuts himself, and I don't blame him. He had a Super Bowl in his grasp, and, and it slipped through. Um, they've been trying to hold on to it uh, for the couple years after that in the last few seasons of Dan Quinn. That obviously slipped away. Now you're about as far removed from being in the Super Bowl as at any point in Arthur Blank's era. Uh, I mean, I'm just over – you could probably look at a, a year here or there, but you you know what I'm saying. A- and I'll just be honest, like, Arthur Blank's old, man. Like, he wants to win. Mm-hmm. Like, Arthur Blank is old and he wants to win – 
and and you do have to ask, and I think it's a fair question to ask, is he taking too big of a risk, looking for too easy of a shortcut, too big of a loophole that long-term is going to negatively affect this team? I think it's a fair question. Yeah, and I don't. I really don't think that Belichick is just some magic wand that Arthur Blank is going to be able to wave over the Falcons and then, oh, my God, they're the best team ever now. Like, it's a whole team. Like, if you put the best driver in the world in a car with three wheels, he's going to lose the race. I, I just don't think that Belichick is this. See what all, I'm saying about that this, analogy, this that comparison? He's good. He didn't walk he's right good. into that one. That's twice now. Hey, add it to the Rolodex. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping you gems, Abe. Take them, please. I think I like the magnet one still earlier. <laughs> That's all right. All right, when we come back, we are going to go outside the perimeter. That's when we talk about the top national sports stories, headlines, and topics. And that is where we are going to dive into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. This block, this last 30 minutes, a lot of football coming your way. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna jump outside Atlanta for a little bit, see what's going on in the playoffs. Uh, it's the voice of Mike Keller. We got Dom here with me, uh, and uh, I am Abe Gordon. You can follow me online at Abe Gordon. Uh, Jersey Mike here doesn't have Twitter. It's uh, it's not great. Not great. If you want some good music recommendations, you can follow my Instagram, Bicycle Keller. Bicycle Keller. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Abe underscore Gordon, on Twitter at Abe Gordon. When we come back, we head outside the perimeter. It is the ABTL Show live from the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929, The Game, and the Odyssey app. Hello there. More of the APTL Show. Your everyman's dream on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. It may be the APTL Show, but it's bigger than just Atlanta. It's time to go outside the perimeter. Banning the globe. Banning the globe. On the APTL Show, Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. We got about a segment and a half here to run through things, including what we've seen from the NFL playoffs welcome back in it is the ATL show i'm your host abe gordon i got mike keller you may know him a little bit better as he is referred to by some of the other shows as jersey mike uh sitting in here with me and it is the part of the show where we do go outside the perimeter some of the top national sports stories headlines and topics we're going to kind of rapid fire a couple of these before we slow it down a little bit for the nfl playoffs discussion so uh just a quick note uh, about the uh in the nfl the Raiders did make it official. I know a lot of people uh, were waiting and trying to figure out why you would go anywhere else, but uh, they do hire Antonio Pierce as their full-time head coach, and now he's got the task of figuring out he needs a better offensive coordinator, uh, and, and they got to figure out the Jimmy G, Aiden O'Connell situation. They've got to get, uh, get to maximizing their offense because right now it's just not good enough. Um, the Australian Open, Mike, are you a big tennis guy? Are you watching this? I'm not the biggest te- – put me on, Abe. I'm open. What do you mean? I'm not the biggest tennis guy. Get me you, – you can be my guy. Yeah, you can be our liaison or yeah, into you- the tennis world. I'm, I ain't interested in wasting time trying to sell you all <laughs> on tennis. Get out of my way. I'm watching. Abe. You can, Abe. You, you want to come over tonight? You, you made the sale. You want to come over tonight and watch it? Watch some tennis? I'm there. Middle of the night. I'm in the seat, baby. Um – Interesting stuff at the Aussie Open, though. Uh, I don't watch as much of it as I used to. I will be honest because 
I actually value my livelihood, and I try and get sleep now. I used to, like, wake up at 2.55 a.m. to start watching. Oh, it's like a Djokovic and a Dow semi. Now I'm like, whatever, man. I'll catch highlights. I don't care. I've heard uh, going to the events is awesome, though. I know some people that have been to different Opens. Like, they had one in New York not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, probably I, City. Yeah, that – it looks awesome. And, I mean, the – Caliber of people well, they, 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 they have one here like in Atlanta that. that's been going on the Atlanta Open. Uh, I actually think it might be coming to an end as part of the tour or whatever. But, um, yeah, the Atlanta Open right down the road there in Atlantic Station is always a, a fun time as well. But uh, th- we did have one one little big upset in the Aussie Open. Uh, Iga Swiatek uh, is out, unfortunately. Um, and in terms of the Americans, uh, uh, Anissa Mova got bounced. Amanda Anisimova got bounced. But Coco Goff. And uh, Taylor Fritz, who took Great out uh, which one, golf or Fritz? Taylor Fritz, good name. Well, I'm, it's not the golf part; it's the Coco. Yeah. Okay. Great name. Sure. Uh, no can, one calls me. I'm Mike. Do so so you do you want me to call you Coco? Can we make that a thing? I mean, all right, Dom, you're gonna have to pull up can the. We, uh, can we? You're gonna have what? to pull up the the line from <laughs> "Don't mess with the Zohan." Yes. With the Coco. Oh. Anyways, uh, Taylor Fritz gets uh, by uh, Stefanos Tsitsipas. Um, Say that five times Tsitsipas. Uh, I, I used to call him Tsitsipas, Tsitsipas, whatever. Um, they're both in the round of 16 into the quarterfinals. So, uh, or, or excuse me, in the round of 16, I think. It's not the quarterfinals. Lead eight would be quarterfinals. Anyways, we'll figure out where, where exactly they are. Um, you and I were texting about this as well. Drickus Duplessis takes the UFC middleweight title off the hands of uh, Strickland. By all accounts, it was a very close fight. Could have gone either way. And now it sets up the potential. And we know that there is some real bad blood. Now, now the Strickland-Duplessis stuff, the trash talk, is not real bad blood. No. I that mean, was a show. And Yeah, anytime you have that kind of stuff. And, I mean, we saw McGregor as, like, the king right. of it. It's, that was the show. It's entertainment, yeah. And they did show the respect to each other after the fight, including... Um, Strickland handling a tough decision very well. Um, yes, for such a fiery character yeah. for a guy that really, when you put a mic in front of him, you do not know what is going to come out of his mouth or how it's going to be received. And that was, I said it to you before we started, that was the most professional yeah. and courteous handoff that I have maybe ever seen. I mean, I would have loved, obviously, as just someone of entertainment, you know, to have like a Derek Lewis moment. Hey, my balls was hot. like, but of course we didn't get that. But you did get five full rounds of a. It was a bloodbath at the yeah, end. It, it was a it was a battle. And yeah, it, it, look, Strickland said I, it was he a headbutt. He that respects cut open a his good eye. fight for so, sure. But what this does do is is Israel Adesanya, who gave up the belt to Strickland, won it back after uh, he lost to Pereira. He won it back off of Pereira, lost to Strickland. Now Duplessis has it, and Adesanya and Duplessis have some legitimate bad blood. And so you do start to wonder if at UFC uh, 300, uh, they might match those two up in a title fight. They're still looking for the big main event in, in that card. But that would be a good I personally fight. don't think Adesanya is going to be ready uh, that quickly. But we'll, we'll see how that plays itself out. And then one last story before we dive into the NFL playoffs. And maybe a little uh, a chance to reminisce a little bit, but... Uh, Sports Illustrated looks like it is headed uh, out. It, it looks like yeah. it will no longer exist. And for so many of us, at least in my age, even some younger than me, but certainly older than me, 
Um, Sports Illustrated had a role uh, in our development as sports fans growing up. It was an institution. That's how a lot of people got, you know, their information for a long time. That's how a lot of kids got into sports. I remember being a kid. We would have days, you know, where they would take us into the library. You know, we could all check out books. The Sports Illustrated was usually one of the first things to go. And, you know, we would all just huddle around. It was a awesome thing to see who was on the cover, obviously, as a young man. To see who was maybe on the swimsuit cover was always an interesting thing. Yeah. yeah, it just offered so much for everyone. Like, you didn't have to be... Your world didn't have to be all about sports to still appreciate what they did and to get information from them. I mean, it was really a thing. Like, if it if something came out and you asked, like, oh, where'd you hear that from? Oh, it was in Sports Illustrated. Well, it was almost as good as gold. Like, that, like I said, they are a sports institution. There, there's a couple things at play here. Uh, one of them being, you got to remember, th- this was a time before Twitter, before social media, before cell phones to, to an extent, um, or it, it cell phones connected to the internet yeah. with, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, if you weren't reading the newspaper, you weren't getting national sports. Uh, I, you I had mean, to there, be tapped in. You had there to was a attention. time where where SI was bigger nationally than ESPN. Uh, and, and that's how you got your – and you try and guess, right? We used to try and guess. Who do you think is going to be on the cover this week? What's the biggest story? What's going on? Um, the photos that they had were unrivaled. Now now people just throw their Getty photos or USA Today images or whatever. They just throw those on Twitter. And you're like, right, everyone, yeah, everyone so- has those photos. They, 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 that wasn't the case back then, and you always wondered how they got the shot and all of this stuff. Um, it, it was special. Uh, obviously, in recent years, I think it's lost a ton of significance. So uh, th- this is a story to reminisce about because I'm not broken up about losing SI now. Yeah. I'm broken up about losing what it meant to our childhoods or our, our sports maturation. That That's what Sports Illustrated was to me. We all have um, – Knowledge of the Sports Illustrated curse, memories of different covers and photos that 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 you spoke about and and all that. So, it, it re- uh, yeah, it reached so many realms and so many different people. And yeah, just knowing, like you said, even though they might not have been the most relevant in the past few years, just knowing that they're not even there anymore, it just feels like a hole in the industry. Because, like I said, it just got so many people involved, and we are. We are sad to see them go. Yeah, so uh, unfortunate to see, and obviously uh, a lot of people will lose jobs, but a lot of good uh, journalists and writers will be picked up by other entities here in the very near future. I am positive of that. All right, with that said, uh, let's let, let's let's kill outside the perimeter, and let's dive into these NFL playoffs. We're going to try and get a little bit in now, and then on the other side, right before we hand off, we're going to wrap things up. But let's start with what we saw yesterday in the first game, the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens do pick up a 34-10 to 10 win. And, Mike, I don't know if anyone can beat the Ravens if Lamar Jackson is going to play like that. I, I Look, I had some things where I said, look, they've been off kind of for three weeks, right, because a lot of guys yeah. didn't play in Week 18. They had to buy. How do they look coming off in their first couple of drives? It was got off to a little bit of a slow start, Um they figured some stuff out, though, and if Lamar Jackson plays like that, Mike, I don't know if the Bills or or the Chiefs are going to be able to get by Baltimore. That was kind of scary. I mean, 34-10, to 10, that 
that game was a reminiscent for me of uh, Eagles Bucks, where I just felt like I'm just watching one team almost practice. Because Lamar Jackson, 11 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. He was the Ravens. That was just a master class of how you not only are a great QB, but he's move, he moves like a running back. Like you almost can't tell the difference once he gets in that you know position and makes that cut to run. You better get prepared because you're not going to have a guy coming at you that just wants to get a few yards and then he's going to slide and do everything the safe way possible. He is going to run, and damn, did he. It's also just backbreaking as a defense to get to a third and long situation, to collapse the pocket, and then to have him find free room. It really is backbreaking. It's not necessarily about the touchdowns and not necessarily about big plays. Uh, it's just staying on the field, uh, improving field position. It's just it's a tough go. And now you get to the other side of this which is part of my concern in regards to the Atlanta Falcons coaching hire is, all right, so the Texans, they, they, they're out of the playoffs. It, it was a good first year for D'Amico Ryans, a good first year for C.J. Stroud. They're faced with the likelihood that offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick gets hired somewhere else. They are now going to have a new offensive coordinator next year. What is the impact on both Stroud and the offense in general? And that's my concern with the idea of hiring a defensive-minded head coach is every time you have two good years or one big good year, your offensive coordinator leaves and takes a head coaching job and you have to replace that, you can get a little bit more um, sustainability if it's an offensive-minded head coach and, and that stuff. So yeah, yeah. That, it's just going to be interesting to see the Texans and how things change in their second year with C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, but probably a new offensive coordinator. Because they definitely do not want to lose that juice with C.J. Stroud. I he finished with what around 4000 4000 passing yards whatever it was he only had five regular season interceptions uh which is just outstanding for a rookie especially for one that throws as much this was not a ride the run game and protect the rookie this was a let's He'd put him out there it. and float it out there and, and that's what they did all right when we come back we're going to dive into the other game the one we saw last night uh a last second or last minute uh, drive gets it done for San Francisco. The one seed in each conference uh, survives. And then we'll also touch briefly uh, on the two games we got today. We've got all that coming your way as we wrap up the ATL show. Coming to you live, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. The weekend sports talk rolls on. It's the ATL show. Yeah. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Final stretch here of a little sprint ATL show. 90 minutes as we hand things off to the NFL playoffs coming your way. Uh, Pre-game at 2.30, and then the game's obviously 3 o'clock, the Buccaneers and the Lions, 6.30, the Chiefs and the Bills. So we got a couple of minutes here. I'm with Mike Keller. You may know him as Jersey Mike. Uh, let's get into what we saw last night, Mike, before previewing today's games a little bit. Uh, outstanding game as the Packers uh, and the 49ers met up. 49ers win 
Brock Purdy uh, leads a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. What, what were your takeaways from what we saw a night ago? Uh, that was awesome. And, I mean, we had just talked about how dominant uh, Lamar Jackson has been. But Brock, Pur- uh, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, I mean, good luck stopping them. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, just looking at him, you wouldn't necessarily think just by seeing him that but that guy is a fridge with legs. Like, he can move and do, he's like a weeble wobble. Anyway, you hit him, he just doesn't go down. I mean, that last touchdown, he got touched and he just said, nope, I'm getting in there and here's this L for you. Yeah, it's something we heard about <laughs> like, Bajon oh Robinson God. the whole time. But say, if you go back to the, the post-draft commentary and all that, contact balance, man. Yeah. Contact balance is what McCaffrey's got. You make a great surfer, I'm sure. <laughs> Spend some time out with. Runs a football. <laughs> um, that was a good one. The thing for Purdy with me is, look, he delivered ultimately at the end of the game. He's going to have to be better, though, moving forward. Um, the rain may have played its role. It was an ugly night. Last night, both yeah. quarterbacks were affected. There's no denying that. He does need to be a little bit better than he was a night ago. It was the first little, like, oh, maybe they do need an upgrade type of mindset because he's been outstanding. Like, I, I jokingly put it on Twitter last night when they were trailing. Now, he saved it, right? He he delivered with the yeah. game-winning drive, so he saved it. But I'm like, man, like, the Niners might be entering the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes if they lose this game. Um, but they didn't. They do it, uh, and they do it without Debo Samuel for the majority of the game. Uh, shoulder injury there for Debo. Yeah, Look, that's it, huge. It's a different offense. They run a, a number of plays for Debo, use him in a variety of ways. It, he's an explosive player. It's a different offense than than when he is not out there. He says he's going to play next week. We'll see how that goes. But um, if they get a better effort from Brock Purdy, I, I do think they can get by um, – the winner of the game we'll see today. And I think that's really indicative of a good, like a football team that is a well-oiled machine. Because you do see a lot of times if all of a sudden a player like that, you know, isn't active, they can crumble. Like if you run everything around that, that could be an issue. But I think they showed that they can adjust in the ways that are needed you're, you're laughing. I, I, look, you're I laughing know, at me, Abe. Because I know how this is going to sound based on the history here, but what we saw yesterday was a head coach in Kyle Shanahan that did not panic when his player went out. And um, that's what you need. That's what I'm saying. You need a yeah. team that can do that, a coach that can make those adjustments, and a team that can and, work and, with and those ultimately stuck, and make it work. Stuck with his guy uh, in Brock Purdy when they needed to have him, when, when he really hadn't been there uh, for the majority of the game, to be honest. But – uh, we spin that forward to get into the matchups today. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Detroit Lions uh, played inside the Dome there in Detroit, not outside, just in case anyone didn't know about what Todd Bowles was asked earlier <laughs> in this week. Um, but what are you expecting out of this game, Tampa Bay and Detroit? I think this is going to be a bit of a nail-biter and also kind of up in the air. I mean, both teams have done so much and have so many weapons. I'm personally leaning more towards the Bucks. I think they just – I think they got the edge this game a little bit, but how, you you Lions? I, you know, I, I'm with you, to be honest. I, I think it's a really tough read on this game. I, I don't know if the Bucks are going to win. Look, the Buccaneers three weeks ago got annihilated by the Saints. Two weeks ago – 
probably should have lost to the worst team in the NFL in the Carolina Panthers. They end up winning 9 nothing, and they ride into the playoffs like, what chance? They shouldn't host a home game. They shouldn't this. They shouldn't that. Uh, and then they handle business. Uh, Baker Mayfield, to me, is a very interesting case study. Baker is limited, in my opinion, by his lack of, of elite arm talent. But what he lacks in arm talent, he, he makes up for in composure. He makes up for in leadership. Um, I know you can't give an it factor or a gamer, but like of all the players that are limited in the ways that Baker Mayfield is limited, his players, his teammates play for him very hard. Um, and I think I respect that quite that's a bit. Important. That comes in that, especially when you get it into plays its role games. in different aspects uh, uh, over the course of a season, certainly, but in the playoffs as well. That being said, uh, Sam Laporta, the uh, outstanding rookie tight end for the Lions, is expected to play. I know he left a week ago and, and had some questions about the knee, uh, but he is expected to play. That will uh, also make a big difference. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting game. I also think it's a situation for Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, who's riding high into all these uh, job interviews. Be really interesting to see if he can put another big performance out there because we saw Dan Quinn – he was kind of a hot candidate for a while. The Lions got a, or excuse me, the Cowboys then got annihilated defensively in the playoffs. And he's still doing some interviews and stuff, but like you're not really getting that push. Um, so it'll be interesting to see in regards to uh, Ben Johnson uh, as well. Now we get to the night game. We only have about a minute here, uh, Mike. But Chiefs and Bills, an outstanding matchup. You got the two quarterbacks budding rivalry between those two. Uh, what do you think plays out tonight at Highmark? Um, I'm personally, I. I want the Bills to win. I'll say that, and that's not just me holding a grudge about last year's Super Bowl as an Eagle fan. Just forget about that. Um, I don't know. I think Josh Allen just has something about him this year. I think you know he's always been a good quarterback, but I, I think when you get into these later games, it does, you know, the mindset plays a big part into it. How – Bad do you want it? How much are you enjoying the game that you're playing? I think, you know, uh, to go back to the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is quoted in saying he wants this. It is his time. He feels it. He's a good age for it. And you could see when he plays that that is that fire is in there. And I get that with Josh Allen, too. Mahomes, I'm just – I, there I don't is get a, it as much. There I'll is a will that. to the way that Josh Allen plays. He he tries to will his team. The problem is sometimes he tries to do too much, and that's why he's got the heavy turnover numbers that he has this year. Uh, the question to me is less about the Bills. I, I think I know what the Bills are now, despite how they started out the season. I still don't know what the Chiefs are. Uh, they're going to try and do it defensively. We we know that. Um, if given an opportunity for magic, Patrick Mahomes will deliver magic. Uh, but they're going to have to score, uh, whether it's tonight to beat Buffalo or next week to beat Baltimore. They're going to have to score, uh, and I'm just interested who steps up. If, if you're Buffalo, not going to be Travis Kelsey. Someone else has to beat me, uh, and if it's a Rache Rice, fine. If it's uh, any a, a number of younger receivers, then fine, but it's certainly not going to be Travis Kelsey. All right, that's going to do it here for the ATL show. I'd like to thank Dom pushing the buttons. I'd like to thank Jersey Mike, Mike Keller, joining us as always uh, it is time for NFL football right here. 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.